Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Clicking Balls, episode 24. 24-ish. 24-ish, somewhere around there. We've had a few crammed in lately, but we're doing a little um, build-up to UFC Adelaide, um, especially with uh, UFC just being legalised in Melbourne and Australia being relatively new to the mixed martial arts scene, especially with UFC being here. Certainly at this level of profile. Yeah, we're all BJJ practitioners, so we thought we'd um, get some information out there for people who are interested in mixed martial arts, but just aren't sure who the fighters are on the card. So we've done some research, and we're going to um, tell you what to expect from the fighters and what sort of style they'll do, and give you a good understanding of, of how these fights are likely to go. Yeah, hopefully this will be your guide to watching it if it's if you're new to the game. And if you're old to the game, um, just don't give away that we're talking shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't call us out. All right, we'll start with... Uh, we'll, we'll go from the bottom of the card to the top. Yeah. And we'll start with... Oh, jeez, I've got to get this name. Alpakitin Ozcik. Oxilic. Oxilic. I've got a Turkish mate. I should give him a call. Yeah. And uh, versus Ben Wynn. Um, now, uh, it... Down the bottom of the card, sometimes you get some up-and-comers and some unknowns. And yep. you'd say that these guys, uh, first fight in the UFC for both of them, I think. Yeah. Um, but uh, you might know Ben Wynn already. Yeah. Um, ben Wynn had a 20-second KO against um, a, a young lad with a lot of tattoos all over his face um, who was a little bit aggressive at the weigh-ins. Um, and this fight actually took place 12 months ago. But it came... Well, I saw it on Reddit uh, a month ago, um, and everybody jumped on board and on um, on Ben Wynn and became an instant uh, fan favorite. Yeah, it was um, Jules Jackal, I think. There you I go. His name was. I say an instant fan favorite. It took twelve months, but yeah. um, <laughs> I think off the back of that, he got noticed online and he jumped on board and everyone uh, loved him. Yeah, um, and he, he got a contract with the USC out of it. So it's a real good news story. Yeah, he's had, had one fight since that one against um, Reese McLaren, who was actually Australian, and got a decision after five rounds. So gone the distance too. Yeah. Um, so he's a Vietnamese American now living in Australia. Yep. And so I mean, we've got plenty of um, Viet brothers in uh, Adelaide and Melbourne and all across yep. Australia. So we've got a, a favourite for you too. We've even brushed up on a little bit of Viet for you as well. Get into it. Tang Loi Ve Vang. That okay. means uh, hope you win victoriously, Benny. So. There you are, brother. Awesome stuff. Yeah. Um, so uh, this is in the flyweight division. So um, that's one of the, the lowest. Is that the lowest that the men fight in the USA? Not sure. Yeah. Not sure. Anyway, so yeah. um, generally you're on the flyweights, you expect um, f- lots of flurries, lots of fast um, action, um, and they're, they're going to go hell for leather. Yeah. They're, they're pretty much ninjas in a cage, yeah. more or less. Um, so don't expect many uh, uh, slow moments, especially for these two trying to make their mark on the big stage. Um, they'll they also be going for bonus money, so I reckon here. Yeah, and they'll, they'll be um, first off the rank for this card, so get there early. I'm not sure if they still have them as um, Facebook prelims if you're not watching live. Or more, more than likely, I think. They're all on, on Fight Pass anyway, so um, yeah, make sure, get, get in early and watch these fights because we've got some good Australian talent and it's important if we want um, mixed martial arts to, to flourish in Australia, we support these people and really get to know them. Yeah, because, well, if you paid your ticket, um, get there early and get yeah. all the fights in. Yeah. Um, especially Ben, because like I said, he's going to be a fan favourite. Yeah, um, yep. We'll adopt him. We'll call him Australia's own. Yep, exactly. Uh, he's, he's lived here for long enough. Yep. Um, so, and, I mean, and I mean, if he does a good show, we've got Melbourne coming up, so... Exactly right. And actually, that's that's important for the rest of the whole, all Australians on the card. Yep. 
is that they want to put on a big show so that they come back yeah. again for the big one in November. And especially the UFC, they need Melbourne to be a huge success. Yep. So this oh, card is going to be one to look out it's for. It's going to be a big one. And so this is like it'll put the toes in the water and see what sort of talent we've got. And we've, we've got talent there. And um, you've got to support them and, and understand you know what style they've got and get behind them. Yeah, so we've got Ben Wynn versus the Turkish Delight. Um, yep. You've got to pick? Well, I've got to go for Benny. You've got to go for Benny. How can yeah. you not? Yeah, I, I, like I said, I haven't seen um, any of uh, the Turkish Delights fights, except for online. Yep. Um, and he, lo- he looks all right, but you've got to go for the fan favorite yeah. this one. And uh, and the, this uh, flow eight division, it's, trust me, you can't blink with yep. these fights. It'll be nonstop. Okay, fight number two for the night in the welterweight division. We've got to our first Australian on Australian action. Yep. Um, so we got Vic Gruick. How'd I go? Uh, not bad. Gritch. 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 Gritch um, versus Brendan O'Reilly. Um, so we've got a bit of the the old stager and the young stager. Well, I say young, he's 27. Yeah. Um, Vic's uh, 38, but still going strong. I mean, he, he's, a, he's a fit unit. Yeah, exactly. And um, Vic, all heart, um, flown out of Alliance MMA in Epping in yep. uh, Melbourne. Uh, actively campaigned on Twitter to get the fights that he wants, trying yep. to stay active and um, try and build his way up in um, the welterweight division. So expect him to be hungry and yep. just... From beginning to end, just pushing the action. Very popular in, in the Australian fight scene. Vic. He is, he is. Um, he's a stalwart of MMA in um, in Australia. Yeah. So, so he's, he's had a few UFC fights, and he's gone win uh, win loss win loss since since joining um, UFC. Yep. So he's due for a win in this one. Yep. And um, it's, it's going to be tough because um, Brendan he's he's sort of on the up, and he's not as well known as Vic in um, sort of with his UFC career. Right. But um, very talented fighting out of game bread submission uh, up in Brisbane. Up in Brisbane. So Queensland boy, yeah. Lost his first UFC fight, um, which is his, his last fight. Yeah. Um, it was against Li Peng Zhang, and um, it was in China, and um, it was just a, it was a tough matchup, but there wasn't a whole lot of action going on. Li Peng, um, lots of decisions. Uh, yeah, lost lost a, a three-round decision, so he wouldn't be too disheartened by that. Yeah, first loss of his career though. So um, first loss of his career, also first loss in in the UFC. In the UFC, yeah. So he wouldn't want to put uh, two losses together to yeah. start off his UFC career. And um, so expect this one to be just uh, uh, you know both yeah. men going forward, and both men have got something to prove. Uh, absolutely, there's yeah. I don't expect much defense in the first. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly right. Um, if it goes to the ground, I'm probably going to give the advantage to Brendan there. Yeah. Um, Yep, but uh, yeah, and, and that's my pick for the fight. I, I think Brendan's going to get out, get it over. Yeah, it's going to be tough. If, if it gets to the ground, look for um, Brendan to um, have a, a attacking guard looking to secure yep. the back. Um, he's got a couple of wins. I think he's a couple by a rear naked choke. So um, proficient on the ground. Yeah, uh, knows what he's doing. But look at Vic. He's he's a beast, man. Look and at him. Won't give up. Yeah, look at him throwing um, punches straight down the pipe, um, pushing the action, uh, possibly looking to. Uh, maintain dominance on top and some ground and pound. Yeah. Uh, be, again, um, two Australians fighting in Australia. They're going to yep. give it all. It won't be boring at all. The winner will be Australia. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> fight number three on the card. We've got our first uh, first of two uh, women's um, fights for the night. Yep. Uh, We've got the local Alex Chambers Astro Girl versus Kaylin Curran. Um, I'm, a, I'm a huge Astro Boy fan as a kid. Yeah, My absolutely. favorite, favorite cartoon. So... Automatically got me as a fan. Got in, in. That Absolutely. and I'm um, fascinated by space and all that cool shit. And yeah. Well, Alex, you should explain. Yeah, Alex Chambers, Astro Girl. She is legit freaking astrophysicist. <laughs> so, I mean, there goes your misconception that all, you know, these fighters are all thugs and stuff yeah. like that. We've got a legit astrophysicist yeah. um, who's decided to turn a hand at uh, punching people. Yeah, she, she could be figuring out how we're going to um, transverse the whole universe. Nah, wants to yeah. punch well, other bitches in the well, face. Wants to throw triangles up. That's, that's the thing. Respect. Um, training out of V1 uh, in Sydney. In we, Sydney. We know a few guys out of there, so it's a great club. couple, yep. Um, Good so, people. Uh, very all round, uh, well rounded. Um, uh, facing Kaylin, who I'm, I haven't seen fight before, but we've done a little bit of research. Yeah. And her first USC fight was a loss to the popular Paige Van Zant. Yeah. Um, and uh, but she you know, went um, to the third round. Yeah, and uh, it was a 
TKO. Um, so refs yeah. jumped in and said, that's enough. That'll do it. Yeah. And, I mean, you can't really take that away from her because Paige has gone on and had another fight and well, another couple of fights and yeah. one fight and then done well. So and Done very well, yeah. So, yeah, so, so she might have been beat up uh, after that loss, but, yeah, considering how it's all played out, she wouldn't be too beat up and she'd be looking to really strengthen that and say, maybe I'll beat that one, but I've learnt and here I am to, to push it. Yeah. Um, they're both... Uh, their last fights for both of them were a loss and their first fights in the UFC. Yep. So again, uh, looking to make a name for themselves. Um, yeah. uh, Alex is also giving up, I think, 14 years. In this, uh, I think about that. Something yeah. like that as well. Yeah. So uh, let's say she's got experience on her side. Yep. Um, but she's got uh, three wins um, uh, by KO or submission. Yep. Um, and Kaylin doesn't have any yet. She has three decision wins. Yep. Um, so if it goes the distance, you're going to put it on Kaylin, I think. But, yeah, um, yeah, I'm I'm back in Astro Girl to get this one done. Yeah, me too. I'm at, I'm on uh, Astro Girl's team and look for to try and finish around the second. I think I, I was about to say I reckon uh, through the second round, yeah, it'll, it'll, uh, get down to the ground and uh, she'll get. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I think there'll be pressure on the first one, just trying to move forward, um, clean, crisp striking, just um, give her something to think about, and the second round where she'll attack, put it on the back, and and try and close it out. And yeah, we want the local to get up in this one. So, yeah. Uh, all, all aboard the Astro Girl uh, hype train. You'll probably notice a common theme um, in this in this uh, podcast. We're going to go for local ones. We and, always um, go for the local. If you think we don't we don't know what we're talking about, I've actually got a uh, uh, dog membership with the March two thousand and four signing date. So right there and there, <laughs> so there you go. You know, hey. uh, respect, motherfuckers. Right? <laughs> All right, fight number four. We got the first. This is the first Ashes. Yep. of the night. We got England versus Australia. Um, well, we're, we're claiming Australia. Well, he's living in Queensland. He's Australian, he and like like all good New Zealanders with talent, he the, ups and moves the Gold Coast. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got Dylan the Villain Andrews um, versus Brad Scott. Um, Dylan Andrews is uh, he's had a few fights in the USA, but he's yeah, uh, coming out of two losses, yeah. two losses in a row. Yeah, two in a row. Yeah. Um, you certainly wouldn't want three on your record. Yeah, he um, uh, came into the USA via Ultimate Fighter. It wasn't on the Ashes or the um, Nations one. He was in the American one. Um, was the underdog? I think he actually might have got picked last in the Ultimate Fighter. No one expected much of him, but he made it to the semifinals. Semis, I think, yeah. yeah. He, was, he got beat by, I can't remember who it was. I can't remember who it was, but um, uh, lots of heart, lots of heart. Yep. And um, a bit of an inside tip, you can pretty much bet that he's going to be a fan favorite down Adelaide. Absolutely. He um, grew up in a, a grow house in New Zealand, and uh, Adelaide's a weed capital of Australia, so um, fans will be right on his side, I reckon. I think so. Um, he's, uh, like again, like you're saying, he's fearless. Um, yep. He's going to be pushing the action yep. um, all the way through. And uh, you look at his past fights, he's, he's got two losses. One was a doctor stoppage to Clint Hester, who's yep. uh, who was on the, I think he was on the same, the same series of Ultimate Fighter, and he's a stand-up, you know, bang him sort of yep. fighter. Great fight it was. Um, it was stopped by a doctor after the second round. And then he's coming off a loss to Smiling Sam Alvey. At, um, Smiling the, Sam, who's also fighting on this card yeah. uh, that we'll talk about later on. Yeah. Um, it's a very popular fighter as well. Um, yep. it, it's it's all for um, Dylan. Uh, sorry, I've forgotten his name. I went blank for a second. <laughs> yeah. um, this one's uh, there for Dylan for the taking. This yeah. He's got um, 23 fights on his record, uh, and a 17 yep. and a 6 record. Not not too bad at all. Yeah. Um, so he'd be looking um, to... I, I reckon he's going to adopt Australia as well, being he that he's fighting in Australia against yep. a, a, a Pong. And he, he loves putting on the fight for the fans. Yep. You'll see he's coming off two... Uh, well, Dr. Stoppage and a, and a knockout loss. And don't let, don't read too much into that because those were really good fights. And he was getting the better of Sam Alvey until Sam just put a bomb on his chin and it was it was real nice. Yeah, it was, a, yeah, it was a great punch. And that's what can happen. Yeah, even Dylan stood up and said, yep, you know, you got me. That's cool. And um, that's, that's what happens. But he loves entertaining the fans. He's going to risk getting knocked out to knock the other person out. Yep. Um, expect him to close the distance and go uh, go for a takedown. Yep. Um, I expect him to try and get to, get through on ground and pound. Um, yeah. And uh, his opponent, uh, Brad's... Fuck me. <laughs> his opponent is um, Brad the Bear Scott, uh, Englishman, fighting out of uh, Wilkshire. Uh, 25-year-old lad, um, fighting out of Dragon's Lair MMA or MMA Lab. Um, this is a middleweight fight too. He's uh, had a few fights in the UFC. He's, um, first one, he actually lost to another Australian... A, a Kiwi Australian. Kiwi Australian. Yeah. We've claimed him already. Um, Robert Whitaker. He was the winner of... Um, 
the Ashes ultimate the fight. The Ashes ultimate fight, yeah, for the weight division. Um, we'll get on to his, his fights later on during this podcast. But um, Again, another guy who's gone win-loss, win-loss. Yeah. Um, without disgracing himself. Yeah. Um, yeah, lost decision to Whitaker. Lost to a guillotine against no, um, Michael Cooper. Won by guillotine. Ah, won by guillotine, sorry. Um, Slapped one on uh, just at the end of the first round. Yeah. And coming off the loss first, um, Enrique de Silva. There's a decision at a Gustafsson Manuel fight. So he's he's had a good record, of, of, you know, in the last few years. He's only lost twice. Yeah. Um, yep. In, I don't know, three or four years. And both times by decision. Yeah. So you know he's got a good chin. Yeah. And he's got a, a good gas tank. Um, yeah. So it, this is going to be a close fight. It will. And, um, and Scott's proficient, you know, wherever it needs to go. Yeah. Um, He's very, got a, very well rounded. Yeah, he's got a few carries, a few submissions, so you can expect him to be uh, competent wherever it goes. Absolutely. But um, obviously, uh, really he's taken um, uh, sort of a step up in some of the people he's fought. Besides Robert Whitaker, he, he's um, had some, you know, just uh, thereabouts other, fights. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But um, stylistically, this is the one that will be a, a good matchup for both of them, and they both got a chance to prove something here and, and take a next step in their career. Yep, um, but again, we're going for the locals. Yep, taking Dylan the villain all the way. Dylan the villain all the way. Not only is he local, but he seems like a fucking top lad too. Yeah, doesn't he? So, all behind Dylan the villain. Get on board, support him, get behind him, guys. Okay, fight number five on the card is our second uh, female fight of the night. Yep. We've got uh, Rowdy Beck Rawlins versus Lisa Ellis. Now, uh, Beck Rawlins, if nothing else, looks like a fighter, acts like a fighter. Absolutely. She's got the tattoos, the dyed hair. The attitude. The attitude, um, but fantastic. Uh, yeah. Absolutely love it. She's a crack up on social media. Yeah. Uh, she's Ultimate Fighter alumni as well. Um, she was in the same series as Astro Girl. Um, very entertaining on social media. Um, very entertaining. Calls a spade a spade. Uh, you see um, she's kind of a... A toe-to-toe sort of fighter. Very much um, stand and bang. Yeah. Um, she was in Invicta for a while. I'm pretty sure she actually fought for the title Invicta. Um, the Australian um, people might remember, she's been on a bit of media. She was one of the first ones that really got exposure for not only mixed martial arts, but women's mixed martial arts and yep. that whole thing in general. I think she's right on The Project or Channel 10 or okay, something like that. Done a bit of local... Yeah, um, yeah she's um, been one of the sort of poster girls, for lack of a better word, but she's one of the ones Australian. that sort of had that She's one that brought respect to, to MMA from the get-go. Um, never shies away from the camera, so that, yep. that's good. Yep. Um, fighting up against uh, Lisa Ellis, the American, yeah. who's had over a 10-year career. Yep. Um, so uh, not not a first fight by any, by any stage, but uh, a late call-up for this one. Yep. Um, he's got, got a good record. Um, and uh, I think um, somebody that um, won't be giving up and certainly not an, an, an easy fight at all, yeah, even on short notice. She's been around um, 15 and 9 record, um, and especially Beck was originally going to fight. Uh, uh, she's a Korean lady. Her last name's Kim. You, you, believe that. Yeah, the last fight against Misha. Yeah, fought against Misha. Um, real strong judo base. Um, stocky. Stocky, yeah. So different matchup, but... Very different fighters, yeah. I don't think Beck's going to care. She's going to get in there. She's going to bang. She's yeah. going to bring it 100%. It does seem to be the kind of fighter who has the same game plan no matter who she's facing. Yeah. And to be honest, um, after doing a bit of research on Lisa, I'm more excited about this fight than the original. So yeah, than the original matchup. It's going to be an entertaining one. Um, yeah, Beck will lay it on the line. Yeah. Um, back her. Look, uh, you got to back the locals is what we're saying. Uh, yeah. She might be the um, the crowd favorite. I'm not sure if she's the favorite of the bookies, but she's yeah. certainly going to be the crowd favorite. Um, um, I really wanted to get up and win because then it'd just be hilarious whatever happens next yeah and also Lisa Ellis has gone um, one and four in the last five fights um, not travelling too well so you'd expect Beck to be able to put her away here yeah and hopefully Beck gets her first UFC win yep okay we're getting right into the uh, mid card now and uh, getting excited now yeah this is uh, this is our pick for fight of the night um, which is important for those that don't know. Fight of the night um, gets a, a significant pay bonus. Yeah, so like a fifty k um, check in the old skyrocket. Yeah, so it's it's not a bad little uh, little note to get after the fight. So uh, we got to the local Dan Kelly um, versus Smiling Sam Alvey. Um, besides being one of the most fighting fights on the card, yeah, also two very likable fights. Two top blokes, and um, this is really conflicting for me because I've loved Sam Alvey's attitude in the octagon. Love his smile and love his knocking motherfuckers out, and loving that he's given us a given us a little bit of love off Twitter. Yeah, uh, yeah just a just a all around top bloke. But 
Dan Kelly. Dan you know, Kelly. Undefeated. We talk about top blokes. Undefeated local um, judoka. He is a judoka. I think he's a four-time Olympian or four-time champion. Yeah, he's uh, 37, but um, don't let that fool you. Yeah. He's, obviously, he's been fighting his whole life. 9-0. and 9-0, uh, and oh, and his last couple of wins are in the UFC. Yep. Um, so he's looking to make a big one. And, and uh, we were having a chat to um, uh, Black Belt judoka Malcolm Bangs last night, and that podcast will be up soon. But um, he was saying that the thing about Dan is that he's got the biggest heart you'll yep. ever see. He, no quit in this guy. Yeah, that's what Malcolm said. He's he's just somebody that will outwork everybody. Yep. Um, and he just will not give up. Um, not afraid of adversity. Not afraid of um, deep water. And a rock-hard chin. Yeah, and you look at this guy. He looks like a fucking soldier. Yep. He looks like he should have a backpack and M16 <laughs> be trekking through some mountains somewhere. Um, so expect it, you know, if he gets in close in the clinch, um, Dan's going to be the one throwing the throwing bodies around. Yep. Um, I think that uh, Sam um, will want to keep his distance. Yep. Sam's going to want to um, keep him a bit of reach, stick and move. Yep. And uh, look get for in. that overhand right. Get, get in, throw his punches, and get out. Um, because uh, if um, Dan, uh, Dan lays his hands on him. It, yep. it might be uh, might be going tumbling down to the mat. If, if Dan can turn it into a bit more uh, dirty boxing, um, yep. rough him up. Um, just try and be unpredictable. He's got to come in at different angles. Um, got to threaten leg kicks and takedowns in order to, to mix up um, Sam's timing with his striking. Because don't let look at Sam for you. He can knock motherfuckers yeah. out. Like, he's legit. I mean, I think we said this is a middleweight fight. So we're starting to get you know, a little bit up there. Yeah. Um, there are some heavy hands yeah. all through this division. And I'm telling you, this is I'm picking this as the fight of the night that doesn't star Mark Hunt. Yeah. This is the one, this guys. This is the one that people are going to be standing up and yeah. screaming for. And the thing is, people always talk about these cards where you don't know who the fighters are and people get disappointed. This card, you don't know who they are, but this is an awesome card. And this undercard is got every chance of being better than the main card. Uh, and especially this fight. This yeah. is going to be the one. This uh, is the one. So Dan Kelly for the win. Get there early, watch this fight, pay attention to these guys. And the other thing is, support both these fighters because they're going to be fighting each other this fight, but these guys are good people. Um, follow them through the UFC. Yeah, we've got Melbourne coming up, so they could come back and they could be fighting someone else. Um, they got a good chance of being adopted Aussies. Yeah, like we said, Sam had a win over Dylan Andrews in, uh, was that his last fight out or he's had one since then? Yeah, one since then. One since then. One since then. Um, so uh, Dan Kelly's got the, the weight of Australia on his back to get one back for the, for the locals. So uh, he's still got some room for New Zealand and everyone else wants to jump on their back too. He's a big lad. <laughs> a big lad. All right, Dan Kelly, 10-0 after this one. Got Dan on it, but uh, I'm, I'm hoping the split decision to Dan, give them both 50K. Yep. I'm happy. Fight of the night bonus right there. Yep. Fight number seven and the second last on the undercard. Um, okay, now this is the guy who the media are going to follow around. Yep. Um, because one, he's such a stereotypical Australian bloke. Yeah. But two, um, you're going to hear about it. He was good friends and worked for uh, Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter. Yep. I guarantee you he's going to be asked that question a million yep. times this week. And he was a coach on Ultimate Fighter um, Nations. Nations, yep. Uh, Kyle Noak we're talking about. He was yep. also a contestant on one of the previous Ultimate Fighters. Yep. Um, versus uh, late replacement in Jonathan Webb. Yep. Um, so Kyle Noak um, was a bodyguard and worked with uh, Steve Irwin. Um, so he's Top just, bloke. Awesome bloke. Yeah. He just... It fits every stereotype about the yep. typical good Aussie bloke. He's got the Aussie sense of humour. He's a funny yep. bastard. Um, so it's it, so so likable. Um, yep. that, uh, he, he's a favourite uh, with everybody. Um, I, I don't know if you'd say what his style is. He's very rounded. Um, he's rounded. Style. Mainly probably a bit of kickboxing. Um, yeah, dirty boxing. We speaking. He doesn't mind getting in close on the uh, on, on the um, clinch. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, he's got. Uh, a long career uh, in uh, in mixed martial arts. He's been fighting for um, you know, uh, nearly, uh, nearly 10 years, I think. Yeah. Um, and like I said, worked with Steve Irwin to help pay. Um, and uh, he said many times that he wouldn't have this career if it weren't for um, the, the Crocodile Hunter. Yeah. Um, and which is just another great story for him. And this one's a welterweight fight. Um, Kyle's six foot fighting out of Jackson Winklejohn MMA. I'll tell you what, if there's one camp that knows about welterweights... It's Jackson's MMA. Jackson's MMA. Yeah, uh, yeah. George GSP uh, fought out of there where, during his reign uh, as well as TriStar Gym, but they do his strategy. Um, Rory McDonald is Rory. fighting there, and it's looking like he's going to be a champion pretty bloody quick. I guess, well, he's got a title fight next, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got Tom, uh, 
Lawler. Robbie Lawler. Robbie Lawler, yeah. sorry. Um, so, uh, and you were saying that uh, Kyle's recently changed his nickname or his handle? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm looking up on uh, Fight Finder, is trying to say it's KO, but I've just got a little sneaky sus- suspicion that we might be hearing Kyle Nasty Noak coming out. Which, you know, it's, it's great for a fighter, but he's not nasty at all. He's, yeah, he's exactly. Nice Fucking top bloke. So maybe he's trying to get rid of that. I, I think if there was two people in this industry you'd have a beer with, it's probably Kyle Noak and Danny Green. <laughs> you just love to get him around a fucking couple of pints yeah. and talk about the old days. Talk about the days when they came. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, um, his, uh, his opponent is Jonathan Webb, who's a late replacement, so, yep. so we call up. Um, for those who don't know, late replacement means that uh, Kyle Noak was scheduled to fight somebody else who's had an injury or whatever else, yep. um, which happens a lot, um, being that these athletes push themselves to the absolute limit. Yeah. Um, so rather than call the fight off, the USC puts a call out there to um, other fighters who can take the fight on short notice, um, providing they make weight and all that. Yep. Um, so, uh, Jonathan has stepped up for his first fight in the UFC. Yep. He's coming out of uh, Henzo Gracie. In Philly. Uh, in, in Philly uh, yeah. Academy. So, Gracie family, obviously very famous in, in MMA and Brazilian jiu-jitsu circles. And um, especially Henzo in MMA. I mean, he's he's trained a fuck ton of good fighters. There, killers. And I can tell you, there is nobody on this planet that loves MMA more than Henzo. Yep. Yep. He just loves it. Actually, fight. probably Joe Silver, the uh, only one. They're the only two, though. Uh, there's nobody yep. else in that conversation. And uh, the other ones come out of Henzo's Academy. You might know a little fellow named Matt Sarah and uh, Chris Wyman. He's just got his black belt from yeah. Henzo. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Chris Wyman, the, uh, this week. the, the current uh, welterweight champion. Yep, and when we're looking at Jonathan, he's, I mean, I just want to say it quietly, but his record's pretty fucking intimidating. Yeah, it's 9-0. and Holy shit. <laughs> uh, is it, sorry, is it 9-0 or 8-0? Eight, eight We've got 8-0. 8-0, and, and, um, and a lot of submissions and a lot of finishes. Um, yeah. Uh, which means that this one's going to be a fast fight. I, I don't know if this is going to get out of the first round. Yeah, uh, this one's going to be a just wall-to-wall, knock em, sock em. Yeah. Um Look for Kyle to uh, sprawl, defend takedowns. Yeah. and He want to keep it standing. Yeah, and um, Kyle's got a good, strong team around him. They they were doing the research. Even though it's a late replacement, it's not too late to train strategy. Like, uh, um, yeah. the, the basic uh, skills that uh, Jonathan excels at are... Generic ones that you train for in mixed martial arts. So you're looking yeah. at submission, um, trying to keep it standing. Look for Kyle to sprawl, try and um, work sideways, stick a move, uh, keep at distance. So you think if um, if it goes for a, a failed takedown, uh, yeah. which is what you know Kyle will be hoping for, do you think he's yeah. going to stay and try and uh, get some ground and pound, or is he going to back it up? No, I think he'll back it up. He'll try and punish him on, on the way in. Yeah. And if he's going to try and take down, it won't be till the second, or look for yeah. late in the round. Yep. He will not be doing it at the start. Yeah. He'll be looking to try and stay in the middle. And when the takedown comes, look for him to try and throw knees at the middle, uppercuts, yep. or just try and sprawl and, and move to the side. So if he does go to the ground, uh, I don't think Cole's going to 
you, you want to stay on top yep. um, or you want to get out of there. Yeah, exactly. And get them back up to standing. Um, um, so again, we're going for the local. Kyle. Kyle Noak. On board. Get behind him, guys. Make it nasty. <laughs> okay, the final fight of the undercard in the featherweight division is Hatsu Hiyoki um, from Japan versus Dan Hooker from New Zealand. Um Hatsu Hiyoki um, has he's been been around the USA for quite a while. Yeah, he yeah. Um, He's had a lot of losses um, since he's uh, started his USA, but he's fought some quality guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you just go down his list. We've got Charles Oliveira, we've got Clay Guida, we've got George Roop. Yeah. And you look at that George Roop fight. He's on the undercard of BJ Penn versus Nick Diaz. Diaz. That's like, right. Do you remember that fight? Damn. <laughs> that, was that 2011? Yep. Um, so, yeah, he's been around. So, a real vet. Um, not going to be a, a, an easy fight at all. Yeah. Um, versus Dan Hooker, who's in his third fight in the UFC. Um, got a lot of fights. Dan Hooker, he's got a, a record of 11-5, and five, and he's only 25. Um, his last two fights have been in the UFC. He, he has one stoppage win and one decision uh, loss. Yeah. Um, so a, a young guy that's going to be uh, going balls to the wall as well, like everyone else. Um, but if you go through his uh, record, he's um, got some. Uh, <laughs> he's got two wins over Rusty McBride. Yeah. Now, I don't know who Rusty McBride is, but geez, that's a great name. I know. And uh, look at his record. It looks like he's been, I don't know, traveling the country and beating up Irishmen. <laughs> well, looks like he's been beating up tourists. That's what he's done. He's been going to backpackers. backpackers. <laughs> beating up fucking Irishmen who are too hammered to be able to handle a drink. We've got. Two uh, win over Scott McGregor. We've got two over Rusty McBride. We've got one over Nick Patterson. So he's, Ian Entwistle. So um, he's been getting around. Yeah. Um, again, uh, I think this is a great um, example of experience versus youth. Um, yep. Even though he's got a sixteen fights in his career, he's only twenty five. Yeah. Um, it's rounded too. Well rounded. Um, Hatsu Hiyoki, like we said, he's fought a lot of uh, guys with bigger names and bigger records yeah. um, than Dan Hooker. I think Hatsu might be um, uh, my pick for this one. And um, looking at uh, Hatsu's record, his last win was against Ivan Manjavar, which, you know, that's no yeah, slouch. That's no slouch. That's a good one, but got a bit of a habit of decisions for for his records. So look for look for him. I mean, you'd hope if he's going to try and keep this job, he's going to be going for the finish. So. I- yeah, I think he, he he needs a win on this yeah, one. Yeah, and uh, there's, there's no secret with Dana that even the decision win isn't necessarily good enough. Yeah, he likes good fights. Yeah, and so, he's looking at a one and three for his last four fights. Yeah, um, all decisions except for his last loss with the Anaconda. Okay, so I think uh, Hatsu Hiyoki will um, get the last win on the undercard. All right, I'm going to split it. I'm going to go for the the New Zealander. Uh, does he live in the Gold Coast? Probably, <laughs> maybe he's Australian. I don't know. I've seen Dan, like it's in there. The, the Hangman, Dan the Hangman Hooker, Dan the Hangman Hooker. Okay, and that'll round out the undercard. Um, so now we go on to the the, the big fights. We do um, the first fight on the main card, um, and the first fight is one that I know a lot of people, a lot of locals are really looking forward to. Yeah, because we've got. Uh, Two undefeated fighters, so somebody's going to lose the the, the zero in this one. Yeah, um, Jake the Celtic Kid Matthews versus James Vick. Um, Jake Matthews, eight no at the age of twenty. Twenty years old, and uh, this dude, uh, one he, of his fights with the UFC, came in late notice, slapped on a submission when he was getting beat up, and just yeah. impressed everyone. Yeah, everyone, an absolute crowd pleaser. So much so, I think in his last fight, when the crowd started um, clapping, you know, um, let's go. Um, Let's go, Jake. Let's go. He started clapping with them. Yeah, yeah. Um, halfway through it, so you know the kid's got some balls, and he's got he's got heart. Like you think, usually the kids that 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 young they get punched in the face and get scared, and yeah. this dude just nah, no fear. And it's um, just a challenge. It, like I said, he's only twenty, and this is his ninth fight. Yeah. Um, he's an absolute stud. Eight and O. Uh, I just uh, he could do anything in the next five years. Yeah. Like, like legit could be Australia's first UFC belt holder. Another local ad for us too, fighting a Nexus to, or out of Epping. Out of Epping, um, yeah. I think he spends a lot of time up in Sydney as well. Yeah. Uh, fighting a Nexus and his opponent, the undefeated James Vick, yep. who's fighting uh, out of the team Lloyd Irvin. Lloyd Irvin. We'll move on. Yeah. Again, uh, and he's legit. This he is, is. Uh, this is a real step up in class for for Jake uh, Jake Matthews. Yep. Um, his first time fighting on the main card as well. So, yep. um, a big big test for for the Celtic kid. Yep. And um, James Vick uh, only seen decisions in his last two fights. Um, finished the rest of them and no slaps either. Ramsey knee gem. 
beat him on the Shogun Sonnen card. Yeah. And Ramsey's definitely a strong wrestler, and he managed to hook him up with the guillotine choke in um, a minute into the first. I guess I, in, in quick time. Yeah, and didn't break a sweat. Could have fought the next week. Yeah. Um, so, look, uh, we all everybody wants Jake for this one. This is, yep. again, the crowd is going to be absolutely screaming the house down. Yeah. And with, with MMA growing in, in Australia, this is a guy you got to get behind. This guy could be the face of, of mixed martial arts in Australia looking for the, the future. For the next 10 years. Yeah, and he's um, legit mixed martial artist. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, back in the old days, you have people that grew yeah. up with their own, you know, he was a, a judoka who's gone into mixed martial arts. Yeah. He was a jiu-jitsu fighter who's gone into mixed martial arts. Yeah. This guy is a mixed martial artist. Yeah. That's yeah. where he started and, uh, you know, he... Legit could be the best fighter out of Australia in, Legit. once it's all said and done. And fighting a lightweight in just a stacked division. Um, this guy has got huge fights ahead of him and, yep. and fights that we're going to want to see. So jump on this bandwagon early, guys. Like We're, we're teeing it up for you. This is a guy to follow. Um, if uh, if there's a competition for the Dan Kelly-Sam Alvey fight for Fight of the Night, yep. this is it. This is the one, yep. Um, but again... We're going for the local. We've got Jake all day. Jake, Jake all, all day. day. He's bringing it home, guys. Don't matter. It might go deep. It might take him to the third. He won't give up. He'll pull through. All right. The second fight on the card is the very popular, very um, experienced Anthony the Hippo. Very Parosh. hairy. <laughs> very hairy. Um, versus uh, Sean O'Connell. A- Anthony Parosh has been around uh, mixed martial arts and the UFC for the best part of 10 yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. Um, I even remember I fought at his uh, gym in a jiu-jitsu tournament in 2001 or something when he was a purple belt. And that went back with um, Elvis. Elvis, yeah, Elvis, Elvis was there. a referee actually yep. at, at that tournament. Um, so, I mean, he goes back a long way. Um, when we when I say that Anthony Prosh is a journeyman, I don't mean it as a, um, as a slight at all. No. Um, it shows that he's longevity and um, he's, he's always just one phone call away, call away from his next fight. And he's just one fucking crazy move from winning any fight that yep. he is in. Like this guy entertains. Entertains. Um, he is awesome. Sometimes not for the, for the best of it. Um, yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter. He he might win or lose. It's going to be an entertaining fight. Like something's going to happen here that you're going to be like, wow. Yep. He has a seven second loss, um, which was unfortunate against Ryan Jimmo, which yep. was uh, the the first punch thrown knocked him out. Yep. And he followed that up with a fourteen second win. Yep. Against the legit Vinny Margulies, who's now the was it XFC champion, or what's he fighting in? I don't know. He's fighting in Copa Piata, um On this weekend? On uh, on the same day. Who's he fighting? Uh, no, he's fighting. It's a tournament. Oh, okay, a jiu-jitsu yeah. um, uh, round-robin tournament. Right. Um, and Vinny put on a good streak to him, uh, himself now outside the OC. Yeah. So dude, these are legit knockouts. And um, had a loss to um, Beta, which was a decision, but it wasn't too bad of a fight. He just got pretty much um, manhandled and smothered. Uh, Beta's a legit wrestler. Yeah, he um, is. Beta's a big motherfucker, yep. man. Uh, versus Sean O'Connell. Um, Sean, 16-6 and six record, um, fighting out of the US. Um, yep. He's got a... Coming off a win. Now, your nickname is The Real OC. So... Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Probably not going to win too many fans. <laughs> let's <laughs> not, be honest. Not with a name like that. No. Um, so, uh, he's already fought once this year. He um, beat up a DJ, I think. <laughs> Matt, Matt Van Buren. Um Again, another guy that uh, likes to stand up. Um, so if if this goes to the ground, it's definitely to the advantage of Parosh. Yeah. Um, hopefully, that's what Parosh wants to do. I, I I really hope he doesn't want to stand and bang. He could want to do anything. Yeah. Like this, this dude, he, he's just like left field. He'll pull anything out and look for some really interesting uh, body hair styled. <laughs> hopefully, the arrow's pointing up, not down. <laughs> Uh, Interesting enough, um, they've both been knocked out by Ryan Jimmo in the first round. Ah, there you go. Um, I- I'm willing to bet that um, Sean O'Connell lasted a little bit longer than um, than Anthony Parosh. He did, but maybe he copped a few more punches uh, in that extra four, four minutes, minutes and, and 20, 20 seconds. seconds. So, could have, you know, done a bit more damage. Could have done. Um, but uh, anyway, again, we're on the local in this one. The Anthony Parosh, the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. Yep. Um, certainly a pioneer in, in, in mixed martial arts in Australia. Um, I really hope he gets the win because if he gets the win, it, it just about guarantees that he'll be there in November down in Melbourne. Yeah, and like we said, always an entertaining fight. So, you know, book this one, guys, and get behind uh, local boy. Get behind the hippo. Rush, yeah. Okay, and the penultimate fight of the night. Yeah. Um, Brad Tavares versus Robert Whitaker. Um, 
both of these guys, this is such a good matchup. This is going to be awesome. Uh, both these guys have got really good records. We've got Whitaker's got 13 and 4, and Brad Tavares has 13 and 3. So, um, not many blemishes on either record there. And, and Brad's been around for ages. Yes. Like, both big units, too. Big units, yep. Both big dudes. Um, uh, Brad's been around for about five or six years in the UFC, and Robert Whitaker is a um, Ultimate Fighter winner. Yep. Uh, in uh, the Ultimate Fighter's Ashes, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure in, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. Cause, yeah. It was, because he fought um, in, in the final. Yeah, that's It was right. one of the best yeah. um, finale fights in, in, in memory. Yeah. Um, and he's really kicked on since then. He's gone, like, he's just improved, like, leaps and bounds. He's just the dedication that he's shown. You can see that he gets in there and he's switched on, loves to be in there, loves the crowd. And still young. Too. Yeah, he's yeah. Only in his early 20s. Yeah. Um, he, he's got a great future um, ahead of him in the UFC. Yeah, um, and legit um, going places, uh, especially for Australian mixed martial arts. He's got the potential to really get himself in that top 10 and um, try and make some inroads and hopefully we'll get some title fights in Australia hopefully, see how it yeah. goes coming off a win uh, a TKO against Clinton Hester yep. um, which was a great fight for him that was, uh, and that was a good fight yeah that uh, was really good because Clint's huge Clint's a big a dude big, big unit yeah. um, this is the perfect fight for him right now yeah, um, really test, and if he gets up over Brad, yeah, um, it, he can start to look at getting some rankings uh, and getting yep. uh, bigger, bigger fighters, um, and hopefully in a couple of years, look at uh, starting to shake the top of the ladder. Yeah, and Brad's fighting out of um, Extreme Couture, so you can expect his wrestling's going to be tip top. He's going to be spot. He's going to be looking to um, try and nullify uh, Rob's footwork, which he's excellent at. He's good at sticking and moving and um, doubling up the jab. Um, throwing leg kicks in there as well so look for um, Brad to do some fakes and try and get down low get down low get um, inside yeah you'll need Rob will need to punch circle stay in the middle um, be on the front move. foot yeah keep it moving yep um, his last fight he went the distance with uh, Nate Marquette and got the decision um, yep. which is you know Nate's got heavy hands yeah um, that's uh, it's a great win for him as well yep um, so this is um, it, it's a shame one of these guys has to lose this one yeah yeah. Um, they're both on the way up Yep. Um, it's it's going to be a great fight and they've both got a lot on the line for it yeah I mean you look at the other two losses that um, Tavares has had it was well before uh, he's been against Nate Marco it was against Tim Bosch who legit wrestler as well yeah. and he had a lot of hype coming into the, this weight division along with Chris Weidman they were both sort of progressing at the same sort of rate yeah. uh, Weidman got the opportunities I think Bosch had a, a couple of losses in a row which, think which quelled his I think he had an injury in there as well yeah and the other loss was to Yoel Romero who was going to fight um on was it the last UFC card but he um, pulled out he's going to have the number one eliminator and he didn't get it um, yeah who was it against um, fuck I can't remember that man anyway for the middleweight um, yep, middleweight shot yeah um, so expect this one to be uh, um, a real uh, technical um, uh, mature fight uh, yeah that's a good way to put it there'll be a, a lot of skill on show here yeah. there'll be no wild swings yeah um, both have a lot to gain in this fight so yeah. they'll be taking it deadly serious both will train real hard um, so expect a, this is going to be the fighters fight the, yep. this is the one we want to condition you for it's going to be a good fight technical um, look for the fakes from Tavares going for takedowns Rob's going to be stick and move sideways movement and yeah. Yeah, hopefully uh, Robert Whitaker gets gets the W in this one. Yeah, so um, you're gonna have to punish him on the way in for the takedowns. Um, but most whoever wins this fight is keep their eye on him for the next couple of years because yep. they're really this is really one of those um, the next step fights for for yep. them both. Yeah. Um, but yeah, great fight. Um, and I, I can't I wait. I hope uh, I hope Robert uh, gets a gets a win on this. I'm one. going Rob with a uppercut down the middle as <laughs> Tavares going for a takedown and then rushing to yeah. go swimming yeah. for the win. Four minutes in the in the first. In the first, yeah. Ooh, big call. That's what we've got okay. Well, uh, that's uh, enough of the, these middleweights and these lightweights. That's enough of um, you know the boys pretend to be men. <laughs> now we got the big one. You um, don't know about Mark Motherfucking Hunt. Mark Hunt. Um, uh, versus uh, Stipe Miocic. Um Mark Hunt is just one of the best stories in sports yeah. um, going around. Um, the uninitiated, been fighting for years out of Japan. He's done kickboxing. He's done um, mixed martial arts. Did he fight in Pride as well? He was Pride. Pride. He, and the thing is, not only did he fight in Pride, he fought the best motherfuckers on the planet. He's fought everybody. He's fought Von Le Stewart. He's fought Krokop. He's fought, um, I think he's fought Shogun. He's, oh, he, hang on, no, Shogun. Oh, I can't remember. Um, 
his last fight was um, Fabricio Redoum on short notice um, yep. over in Mexico. Over in Mexico, yeah. And um, Mark Hunt's one of the few fighters that has to cut to make heavyweight. <laughs> There's not many of them. Yeah. Um, uh, probably just him and Bigfoot, I reckon. Yeah. Um, but Mark Hunt, um, his uh, um, contract was... Uh, the uh, UFC tried to buy him out of his contract. He had three fights left. Yep. And he said, no, I want to fight. I'm a fighter. That's what I do. Yep. <laughs> um, he, he gave up a promising ping pong career. Yeah. <laughs> He's actually legit good at ping pong, man. <laughs> um, uh, and he said, no, I'm going to fight. And he fought those fights. I think he, was, he had... Uh, he lost five in a row at that stage or something, yeah. something like that. Because it was when uh, UFC bought Pride yep. and um, they had all these contracts and they bought most of the contracts out and they saw Hunt and Hunt is a superhero in Japan. In like, Japan. they love him. If you if you go online, um, look at Mark Hunt. If you search um, Hashi, H-double-S-Y, Nishikawa, he is like the super fan of mixed martial arts. It's like scary. But yeah. this is the following that the Japanese had for the fighters at this time. Like Pride would sell out 90,000 arena. It would be yep. the MCG with a boxing ring in the middle and just packed. And golf claps. Yep. Golf claps. <laughs> and so uh, UFC bought Pride. Um, Mark Hunt had fights off his contract. They said, like he said, to buy it out. He said, no, I'm a fighter. I'm, I'm here fight. to fight. This is what I do. And boy, did he fight. And oh my God, the king of the walk-off KO. Um, and that's what everybody's going to be hoping to see in this one. Yeah. Um, he uh, he won those fights left on his contract, and USC was left with no choice but to yep. they sign had him to up, keep him, give him a new one. And the thing is, Dana loves these fighters. He loves these fighters. The guys that never say no, and that's what it is. Like I said, that last fight, um, Fabricio Verdun was for the interim um, heavyweight title. Yeah. He took it on two weeks' notice. Yep. Had to drop twenty kilo, no twenty pounds. Twenty pounds. In, yeah. I think in it was. Two weeks just to make weight. Yep. To make that fight, and he's like, cool. And that was at Altitude as well yeah. in Mexico City. You, yeah, exactly. Especially Cain Velasquez versus Fabricio uh, Verdun. Um, and he was winning that fight. Yep, until, he was. He looked good. Until he went in. Um, I think it was a good fake from Fabricio. It was perfect. Him, caught him with a perfect. Knee, and it was, it was yeah. perfect. Yeah. Um, and caught him off guard. Nothing you can do about that. So that was perfect. He's going to want a big win out of this one. And don't, don't let the look of Mark Hunt fool you. This dude is technical. He's slick. He doesn't get hit too much. But when he does, he has an iron chin. He does. He can take a punch. He can take a kick. He's taking Crocops kicks to the jaw. Now, we've hinted about you know, the UFC coming to Melbourne in November. Yep. Um, I don't think it's much of a secret that if Mark Hunt wins this, he'll yep. be headlining that card yep. for the heavyweight championship against yep. whoever's got it at the yep. time. Exactly. Um, and like Brenton said, the king of the walk-off KO. When he connects, yep. he knows. That um, fight he had against um, Stefan Struve. Stefan Struve. Yeah. Um, was one of the amazing walk off KOs. Just this big overhand comes through. If you don't know what we're talking about, stop right now. YouTube, look up Stefan Struve, Mark Hunt. Six foot 11 versus five foot 10. Yeah. And uh, Mark Hunt. Oh, amazing. And then uh, one of the best matchups uh, I think UFC could ever put together was yep. uh, Mark Hunt versus Roy Nelson. Oh, my God. Uh, the king of the walk offs. Whoa. Um, and he he absolutely rocked him. And you talk about iron chins. Roy Nelson is just yeah. granite. Uh, and beard. Granite and beard. And knocked him, face planted him. So Mark Hunt, who has a 10-9 and nine record, and don't let that for you too, because yeah. like we said, he has fought everybody. And he fought over in Japan in the, the old Roy's days, where everyone yeah. was juiced to the eyeballs. And I don't know if you've seen Mark Hunt. Mark Hunt doesn't take steroids. Look no. at him. Yeah. Hot dogs. Ma- Ma- Mark Hunt takes food, beer, and beats motherfuckers up. Um, he's fighting against Stipe Miokic, who has an impressive record of 12-2. and two. And Again, uh, not against uh, any chumps. Yeah, um, and legit boxer, legit um, heavy hands, um, real talented. Uh, Uncle Charles Sonnen said he is the fittest, uh, the most athletic heavyweight going around. Yeah, and that's um, big words with the likes of Cain Velasquez yeah, and them in the heavyweight division. Um, he's got a win over Fabricio um, Meldono. Melonado, um, yep, who's again, another legit boxer. Um, he's got the decision win over Roy Nelson, which is difficult. Yep. Um, he's coming off a loss against Junior Dos Santos, who, let, let, let's face it, I mean, when it comes to the heavyweight division, um, yep. JDS and Cain um, Velasquez are really yeah. uh, uh, apart from the others. Yeah. This guy's the one next, you know, of course, against yeah. interim champion Fabricio. Yeah. Um, this is really looking at who's going to fight for the belt 
Yep. Um, you know, barring injuries, the other guys. And especially looking at uh, UFC expanding into Europe, they're looking to get the hype behind lots of um, the European fighters. So, yeah. Yeah. especially in the heavyweight division, um, they seem to be, that's where they'll sort of naturally gravitate towards. The, yeah. the best has always been heavyweight divisions when you look at um, the Fedor or at Crocop um, yep. all those fighters Crocop's back in yeah yep. um, so this is not an easy fight for Mark Hunt but all, he only needs to land that one punch exactly I mean yep. when you talk about um, knockout powers and a puncher's chance I don't think there's anybody who has a harder punch than Mark yeah. Hunt and the thing is there's no real such thing as blocking a punch in mixed martial no. arts with these gloves like no. you, you get punched on the forearms it fucking hurts yeah. <laughs> there ain't no blocking um, it, it's it's going to be amazing. I don't expect much of this to hit the ground at all. No, it's and the thing is, standing and banging. Mark's going to be willing to take a punch to land that big overhand right. Yeah, and yeah. Mark's very good at changing angles too, like dropping a few levels, um, having that uh, tucking behind his shoulder, and just pushing a jab out there. Um, and people forget that Mark Hunt is legit K one kickboxer. Yep, like he's got tree trunks for legs. You yeah. look at his legs, man. Like he creates earthquakes when he fucking puts those things to the ground. Um, and such a humble man as well. Yeah. Um, he's always so softly spoken. Yep. And, uh, a reminder of a story with uh, Brendan Schaub. Yep. He, he was talking about, he said uh, he's sitting at home watching the fights and he thought he'd uh, send a Twitter message to Mark Hunt. Yeah. Hey, Mark Hunt, I think we should fight. Yep. And Mark Hunt said, okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. He's like, cool? Cool? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, what? <laughs> I've challenged this guy. How do I get out of this? <laughs> he's like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, Look, this is a really tough fight for Mark Hunt, but he has a lot on the line because, yeah. like we said, he'll headline Melbourne yeah. um, for the first pay-per-view UFC. In and just looking how he fought against Fabricio on short notice, he looked slick. He looked really good. He was winning that fight yeah. except for the 10 seconds. That's that the you can't take that away from, from Vadum, man. He no. laid that perfectly. It was obviously planned out. There was no accident. The, the fake, yeah. it's like the fake takedown. And, it was oh. beautiful, but Hunt looked slick. He looked really good. Look, if... Hunt's not. I don't think Hunt wins a decision. No, um, and I don't think he's going to go for a decision either. No. This um, one, no decision. This one. He'll, he'll hopefully the way the fight goes, he'll get a knockout in the second or the third. Yeah. Um, but uh, Stipe, Stipe is no slouch at all. And um, the thing is, it took it took fucking Bigfoot to be TRT to the eyeballs to last five rounds of Mark Hunt. Exactly. So this one is not going five rounds. Um, not it, a chance. It's it's going to be a fight for the ages. It's this fight. Kill it's or be killed. Such a big fight. Um, we we want. Uh, or, yeah, all we can say is war hunt. You can't bet against Mark Hunt. This this dude um, proves against the odds time yeah. after time. You can't back against you this can't guy. Can't him out. I just want to see him headline in Melbourne and, yep. and take the belt and retire with the belt on his shoulder. Yep. That'd be fantastic. Just chill out. Keep back in Sydney. Happy days. Happy days. Um, so that that's uh, that's the Adelaide USC card. Is that it? Yeah, that's the end of the card. Yeah. You said you wanted to do your thing. Well, I was thinking I'll do that at the post-Adelaide one. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Because then we can talk about what's happened. And yep. and this one I want to be kind of short so that people okay. can sort of like know what happened then go watch fights. Okay. All right, we'll do something. Yeah. So, okay, so that's the end of the uh, the card there. So hopefully you enjoy it. Um, if you follow us on the Twitter, we've been giving out heaps of uh, tourist advice yep. for while you're in Adelaide. We've got your back, guys. We've got your back. <laughs> Um, so enjoy the fights guys and uh, we'll do a review afterwards and yep. uh, make sure that all the Aussies get up yeah, feel free to hit us up on Twitter and um, chat when the fights are going we'll be watching um, let us know what you think and um, we hope we've been helpful in exposing you guys to these fights that are about to happen and some of the great Australian talent that's progressing through the mixed martial arts um, scene yeah man we've got the future of mixed martial arts and th those that have paved the way all in the one card we do and if you want to keep it we've got to get behind these guys we want to see a packed out Etihad Stadium and get a UFC championship belt in Australia back in November that's it guys yep. get into it alright enjoy guys even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.